So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. So much big news to get into before WWE Day Out. We're talking about the latest backstage updates from WWE about COVID-19 with the spread of Omicron. How is WWE dealing with this just days before a big pay-per-view in day one in Atlanta, Georgia? We're getting into it on today's top story of the day. Plus, your questions run the entire final segment of the show. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out indeed. I am Kev Kell and that is Jeremy Bennett. How are you guys doing? If you haven't done already, go ahead and hit the like button. Go ahead and subscribe to Sports Kita on YouTube. Over 24,000 strong. We're getting into the latest updates today on COVID-19. How is WWE dealing with these issues ahead of day one with a lot of champions and big names not present on SmackDown and Raw this week? Plus, we'll get into more backstage updates, your questions driving the show. It is New Year's Eve, but we're still talking at wrestling. There is 96 of you watching live. I know there'll be more joining us. Share the link. Jump into the comments below. If you've never been on screen with us, today is a great way to start that here. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, I want to know, what is the latest here on COVID-19? We were getting we, we heard that WWE was saying that uh, testing wasn't a thing that they were going to make mandatory, but it is something that people are doing. Now it's testing for symptoms. A lot more facts are coming out about this, Jeremy. Yeah, Dave Belzer on the recent edition of Wrestling Observer has a whole list of new COVID guidelines that has been put out by Vince McMahon. Uh, first one, masks must be worn backstage by all talent, staff, crew, or guests. There will be mandatory fines for talent and staff not adhering to this policy. It is recommended that they get either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine and booster. Fully vaccinated personnel would be asked questions and be observed before entering the venue. Personnel are, are required to self-report any symptoms to the medical staff. Any personnel with symptoms is required to take a COVID test. Anyone who tests positive and is not vaccinated will have a minimum 10-day quarantine and heart testing before they can return. Anyone who tests positive and is vaccinated will be out for six days. On day five, if personnel are asymptomatic, for 24 hours they must pass two antigen tests before uh at least 24 hours apart before returning anyone in close contact with someone who tests positive is allowed to come to work but tested daily for five days after exposure if they show no symptoms so lots of course obviously with the recent uh people that had been polled due to covid related issues of course we haven't had a smackdown in in a little over a week, so we're not sure how that's affected the SmackDown brand. What we saw, good timing there, effect. though. You know, yeah. I mean, good timing that you have that, right? Yeah, we saw how it affected the Raw brand, uh, especially on Monday, where we had to have a few people do uh, do promos from home, basically, uh, which was fine. It, it worked still; it worked pretty well there. But uh, as you can see, it was uh, starting to kind of tear the roster apart. So uh, I, I don't blame Vince for putting in these stricter measures, Kev. 
I don't blame it either. I mean, this is a complete reversal of the news we heard a couple of days ago. Less than 48 hours ago, WWE is getting roasted online for they, they're telling people they don't have to test for it and they're having this outbreak and they're having all these different things. But that's in line with a lot of things we're hearing from the CDC now changing that quarantine period from 10 days to five. There's a lot of debate about whether or not that's the safe thing to do, right? Because biology is different for everyone, right? Yeah, and they're keeping it at 10. And, so. they're, uh, and so so WWE, it's worth noting, is keeping it stronger than the advised one there. Uh, also, the testing seems a little bit more uh, strategic in the sense of how soon can we get them back? But at the same time, let's not push it, you know, because you're going to have some people that don't test clear after that five or six day period. It's also worth noting they mentioned not just, oh, you have to have two clear tests. You could just take two in a row at the same time then, right? No, you have to take two of them consecutive days in a row. All right. If you're doing that, that means you have to have it through a verified third party. You can't just do the at home test. If they're doing that, that has to be likely a PCR test, which is usually recorded and in a database with a third party. So you're talking about going to a testing center, then it's done through a third party. Then you have to go through WWE. It's a lot of insurance there involved, you know, and that that's WWE, I think, doing as much as they can in this situation, but still trying to keep things on the road. Yeah. And, uh, you know, recently it's affected like a, a lot of top stars, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, uh, Bianca Belair, Big E were pulled. Um, uh, also, uh, looks like Lashley, Xavier Woods, Austin Theory, Omos, Shinsuke Nakamura, and even on NXT, uh, a lot of people that were advertised for Tuesday uh, were pulled. Uh, Brian Kendrick, who was supposed to fight, face Harlan, uh, Dexter Loomis, uh, uh, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. So, uh, uh, Walter appeared via video instead of in person because I think Walter was supposed to show up. Uh, I think both Walter and Riddle were supposed to be at NXT to lead to that big six-man match at New Year's Evil, but uh, uh, precautions, they kept both Riddle and uh, and Walter at home. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's worth noting uh, that, you know, some people are asking, well, what is the status of SmackDown tonight? Tonight's SmackDown is not on the Fox network. They're doing yeah. New Year's Eve specials. Uh, they will have one on FS1, and that'll be a taped best of. It's the best year. of the year. Yeah, yeah. So, so not even a show. Yeah, it's not even a show tonight, though. So that's worth noting here. You will get her. I believe there is a rampage tonight as well. Am I correct? Yeah, they have a tape rampage. They have the street fight that's going to mm -hmm. air tonight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they have a big uh, women's tag team street fight there. Uh, so that's worth noting here as those things kind of happen. And also good timing then for WWE where they, they can kind of keep things safe here in this in this uh, situation. Because uh, even if you're just a casual WWE fan and you watch just SmackDown or Raw and you don't check out the dirt sheets or the websites like us, you have to know that this day one show is something that WWE is trying to make bigger than normal. Yeah. And I wonder if this kind of like pulled the rug out from WWE just as they're trying to land the plane and, you know, do all the go home stuff. I thought this week's raw was good, um, but I thought it'd be a really good one to get going to a pay-per-view, not exactly drive the nail home for a pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because we don't know what that card is like right now. We, there's no announced changes yet to day one, but you got to think with everything that's gone on, there's got to probably be some match that gets affected tomorrow night. They just have not announced anything quite yet. And it's up to the day, you know, it's, 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 it's yeah. a situation where they really have to roll with the punches and go up to the day here. Uh, it's worth noting as well that not everyone that you're not seeing live in an arena in the past two weeks, you know, we mentioned several names there, Roman Reigns, who's the universal champion, Big E, who's the WWE champion. We haven't seen Brock Lesnar, obviously Brock taped stuff in Chicago. We don't know his status. They're involved in big matches. Becky Lynch, she lives with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is the only one who's really tweeted about it, right? 
Uh, and so it's worth noting that he didn't say he had it, but he, it was like a COVID thing, right? And so could be exposure as well. You know, you could be exposed. Yeah. That doesn't confirm anything here. So there's a lot of people on edge, but I think I, I'm going to say WWE's doing as much as they can. I can also tell you this is something that clearly affected all elite wrestling on Wednesday. And, mm-hmm. and this isn't something that hasn't, there was a lot of talent not on that show. Uh, that was surprising. You know, we, we didn't see Brian Danielson. We didn't see Hangman Page. We saw video packages with them. Uh, and they're wrestling next week, Wednesday, in New York, New Jersey, on the AEW Dynamite, the first one on TBS. And that's a big, big match. You know, it's a pay-per-view match on television. And W and uh, All Elite's trying to make that a huge deal. And they're almost doing the same thing. We don't know the level of testing there. They're a lot less transparent in terms of who, who's got it. They'll be transparent about, yes, we're testing. And here's our wristband policy. Here's people holding wristbands, showing how, what tests they've had, right? We've seen that, right? But they're less, we have less news coming out about them. With WWE, you're finding out a lot more about how they're dealing with this day-to-day and dealing with outbreaks and stuff like that. It's also worth noting, Omicron is highly transmissible. I mean, I, I think that's just, that's not easy to find out right now. Uh, it's highly transmissible. You can have breakthrough cases aren't really a shocking thing anymore. Uh, you have people that maybe got vaccinated in the spring and now are getting it as the vaccine is on the lighter side of its strength too. Uh, but it's also worth noting, hopefully it isn't as severe. If you have the vaccination, science proves you're going to, you're going to be able to deal with this. If you're a, a person of a, with no immune compromises, you're not an older person. Uh, you don't have any underlying health issues. Hopefully you can deal with this. That isn't me being political or scientific. That's just, that's easy facts that you can find. So uh, you, you got to, I, I believe WWE is doing the best they can. Uh, I think that's the right thing. Uh, I think that's the way we should look at. I think testing is okay. I think testing yourself regularly uh, is, is something it's, it's kind of hard to do. They're hard to find the tests right now. But up, big ups to uh, the promotion I work for, AAW in Chicago. We had a great, great show on Fight TV. You can check it out. Ruby Soho, Josh Alexander, not just one of the best intergender matches, one of the best matches I've seen this year. Absolutely fantastic. But we had COVID-19 testing at the show. It wasn't mandatory for anyone that went to the show. But if you wanted it, you could get a PCR test on site and get your results in 24 to 48 hours, which I think if you're going to come out to stuff, it's something you should be doing, you know? And, and I, I really, really respect AAW for doing that. It didn't scare anyone when they came in. People wore their masks. Every between matches would be like, hey, reminder fans, make sure you have that mask over your nose and your mouth. And we know people are going to take them down and drink and stuff like that. And maybe someone gets Omicron in the room. But hopefully we're dealing with it the right way and we're being considerate to other people. I think that's the, I think it's the major thing here. Uh, this isn't as bad as we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the week, right? Yeah. Yep. So I guess you don't basically stay tuned tomorrow throughout the day i'm sure mm-hmm. there's going to be updates left and right if things change um or maybe wwe keeps it tight-lipped and we just don't know until the show airs and then we talk about it on the uh, post show tomorrow night all right let's talk about wrestlemania news wrestlemania is going to be here sooner than you think in dallas texas two nights at cowboy stadium it'll be a huge event probably the first real you know full fan wrestlemania that we've had in God, almost three years, right? Uh, and a lot of big things are, are believed to be on the card. We don't know what they are, but there's a lot of huge attractions that WWE can do. Yet at the same time, uh, is WWE in a sense of danger of not ramping up the WrestleMania machine early? If day one is supposed to be the big kickoff of the WWE year, maybe we get a WrestleMania angle. And that's something I was I was thinking we were going to get, and it looks like that is indeed the case. 
Yeah, and uh, on this uh, article here, also from F4W Online, they mentioned that many people were kept off the the live events and the tapings as precautionary measures because they have big plans for tomorrow night, for day one. There was reportedly a big WrestleMania 38 angle planned for day one. And, uh, of course, uh, you got your WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, uh, and he is uh, set to go against Brock Lesnar at day one tomorrow night. It was reported by F4W Online. WWE officials wanted to do everything to make sure Reigns, Lesnar, and Heyman were all going to be at day one because whatever they have planned for the pay-per-view is supposed to lead to WrestleMania 38 in some form. Uh, I, I said it with Jose here last night. In uh, on top story, I fully expected uh, Paul Heyman to screw Brock Lesnar out of the match tomorrow night and help Roman Reigns win so he can get back into Roman's good graces. Whether, uh, you know, and I thought maybe that would set up a Royal Rumble win for Lesnar. Maybe that then, instead of the Royal Rumble, it just sets up a match at WrestleMania instead, and they just continue this feud all the way through to uh, to April. It'd be interesting. I mean, you've started this new version of Brock and Roman, what, two, three months ago? But with Brock, he's elusive. You get him, then you, they've still been able to keep it hot with Roman. I think Roman and Brock is the number one story in WWE right now. It's the most interesting one. I think even if you're not a fan of WWE, you know there's some real meat on the bone with this fresh take on it, even though we've gotten Lesnar and Reigns before. This is yeah. a fresh version of it and a fresh yeah. Brock and a fresh, and obviously a very red hot Roman Reigns right now. I believe this would be their third WrestleMania match, but yeah, it does feel different. I mean, Brock Lesnar uh, is, is on his own. He's been able to cut his own promos and show a different side of him than you would have with him being aligned with Paul Heyman. So it feels different. It's a different Roman Reigns as well. So though they've wrestled at WrestleMania before, this is a different angle, a different story. And it's been a continuation of probably some of the best, long-term storytelling that WWE's had over the past couple of years. Um, that is my guess, but it could go the other way. Heyman helps Lesnar, and and Lesnar wins the title, and that sets up a rematch at WrestleMania, too. I mean, a lot of things can go on. It, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what goes down tomorrow night. Victor Nash with a super chat. Thank you so much for supporting the channel, Victor. Aren't Brock and Roman having a contract signing tonight? Uh, I don't believe that's been taped. Uh, I don't know if they did a contract signing for that already. Yeah, tonight's just a year in review. Mm -hmm. So uh, not a smack, not a SmackDown show. No, no worries on that here. Um, uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how this all plays out here. Uh, and I, I'm of the thought we'll 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 see this Roman Lesnar match on Saturday. I do think we will see this match on Saturday. Yeah, and I think we're going to see it uh, first weekend of April as well. <laughs> do what do you do to make it different this time around? I don't know. Uh, that's what that's the interesting part. That's where uh, if Lesnar's champ, obviously Roman could do a rematch. If uh, if Heyman screws Le uh, screws Lesnar, then Lesnar maybe has to go through the gauntlet somehow to uh, to to get back into that championship match, whether it be uh, an elimination chamber, if they still hold that between Rumble and WrestleMania or whether it be the Royal Rumble. Either way, it sounds like uh, that whole rumor of a series of matches between these two guys is going to happen and then culminate at WrestleMania 38. All right, hit those like buttons, everybody. Want to know what you're thinking? Get your questions ready for the final segment, Freestyle Friday. We go extra long on Fridays, even if it's New Year's Eve. Uh, obviously, we're earlier in the night. New Year's Eve is an all-night type thing. We go all night long. All, all night. night. 
All right. I love that you knew Mealy knew where I was going with that. Uh, let's get into our final story of the day, Jeremy. What do you got for me? All right. Uh, we got an update here from uh, PW Insider regarding the uh, John Cena's series regarding his uh, character in the DC Universe, Peacemaker. Uh, the Peacemaker will debut its first three episodes on HBO Max coming up very soon, January 13th. Um, writer and director James Gunn announced on his Twitter that all eight episodes of the series will uh, f- feature stinger post-credit scenes and that HBO Max will be releasing a behind-the-scenes extra on the series as well. After uh, the first three episodes come at you on January 13th, then they will be released weekly uh, from there on out. Of course, Peacemaker is the character played by John Cena that was a part of the new Suicide Squad film. So uh, excited to see John Cena get his own new uh, HBO Max series and um, be interesting to see uh, see what it looks like. And uh, I finally and... got to catch the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. the DC movie that he was in. Yeah. Uh, very much an R-rated movie. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought uh, in terms of that type of movie, James Gunn is good at it. He basically gave them their guardian. He gave DC their Guardians of the Galaxy type ragtag crew type thing that they wanted mm-hmm. to do in the first Suicide Squad movie that they got to do, but it just, you know, got bumbled up by the studio, all those different reports and stuff like that, too. Uh, I enjoyed the first one. I like this one a lot more, uh, and he was really good in it. He diff- he was not playing John Cena. He was he was John- he was an actor playing a very specific type of role. Uh, and at the end of it on HBO Max specifically, they have a trailer for the TV series. And it looks like a pretty demented character, a lot of violence, a lot of grisly violence you can only do on a streaming service. Uh, if you liked him in the Suicide Squad, I think you're going to like the show. I hope you like it. I hope it, it's as good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be it'll be entertaining. All right, it's Friday. So on Friday, we take your questions. It's Let's Friday. Do it. so you, know, you know what that means here. The so if you have some one. questions you already posted in the chat and we didn't see them. Uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to jump right into them here. Uh, let's get into this one. We have to talk about it before we get any longer here. Uh, Rose is bringing it up here. What a shock. Rest easy. Beloved American treasure, Betty White, great entertainer, radio host, television host, TV actress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. 99 years young. She almost turned a hundred. Just, just, just a couple of, just a couple of weeks short of a hundred. I actually, uh, big Betty White fan myself being a big, uh, game show fanatic uh she was on all the game shows right yep. she was on well, all of yeah them. her husband Al, her as, husband alan london hosted password and password plus until he passed away in 81 uh she was a regular on match game as well uh was a regular on the on the burt convey's password as well and many other game shows and of course growing up in the 80s i watched golden girls with my grandma all the time i uh, i watched Golden girls up- is such a good show still it holds is- up today and it is, I can say it's one of those shows too, where I've seen a lot of people get into it in the past, like yeah, what's five it? to 10 years. Cause yeah, it got, it, it got on Hulu Hulu, uh, yeah. and um, there was it's on, I, uh, it's on Hallmark channel. I think it's on TV land. Uh, there's like three, four networks that'll play it a lot. Almost every night as well. Yeah. So, um, so I watched a few episodes of that. Yeah. It, it's treasure. sad. Yeah. It's sad because uh, I think January 17th is when she would have turned a hundred. And uh, so it was uh, very close to that, but uh now she's uh, she has uh, rejoined her husband Alan and rejoined the Golden Girls and there's going to be a wild New Year's Eve party tonight upstairs. <laughs> uh, if you just join us, get your questions on screen here. Let's jump into this one. Rumor has it that The Rock may be one of three to buy the WWE. All right, Constance, we've heard this rumor. I just taped 
uh, a voiceover for sports ski in our video production department. Big ups to them. An incredible year for them. 2021. Millions and millions of views from people being entertained by the stuff we got to produce for them. So I'm very, very thankful I got to collaborate with them on that. And we looked into it, and it isn't unreasonable. (laughs) It's not an unreasonable thing to think that The Rock would do it. Now, I don't feel The Rock can do this on his own. No, it's rumored that he's going to pair up with Nick Khan. Uh, it's a rumor and let, let's that put it that the way there's rumor. no report to it there's, yeah. there's this is just a rumor uh it's worth noting nick khan is the president of the wwe at the moment and has been a part of the big wwe moves in the past three to four years with the company yes you can uh, all cry to the moon about releases and cuts it isn't clear if that's a nick khan move uh but what you can say is nick khan is a money-making deal guy he got wwe their billion dollar television contract with fox all right he scored that deal uh, separately when he wasn't even in the WWE, then he joins the WWE and really gets the ball rolling and figured out things for them with the Thunderdome and figured out things for them with marketing and things he does with merchandise. This guy has a lot of experience in entertainment and the entertainment business in general. Uh, if he's involved and he knows the rock and rock has already done business with WWE outside of just being the rock, right? Yeah. He, he now, uh, with a, with a, with a Marty, with a marketing group, right. That bankrolled it owns the XFL and WWE will still be involved with the XFL. They'll still be doing some type of business together. And the XFL will be a football league announced in a bit. So we're hearing that rock said some stuff that was kind of interesting on CNBC a few weeks ago. He's in, he's got his hands in a lot of different things right now. He's in his late forties. He's still, he's still making movies. He's producing movies. He has a network TV show based on his life, right? Uh, he's done a lot of different things. People think he's going to do another WWE match. I, I don't know about that. We'll see what happens. Could, I, I assume he wraps it up with. He does Roman. one more. He does one, one more. Wraps, match, right? wraps sure. his career up with Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. Now, he's saying this, though, a few weeks ago on CNBC, that he has something even bigger planned in the months ahead. His own and that promotion. it is a huge, huge <laughs> venture. Now, this is a guy who's got, he's got a tequila. He's got an energy drink. He's got a ton of different things going on. I heard that tequila is good. I've heard that I need to try some. I think Jose's had it. Uh, so, I mean, what's going to happen? Is he going to do it? I don't know. I, I don't think he can do it on his own. But if he was a part of a group that did it, uh-huh. that came in and bought the WWE, or at least bought a part of the WWE, it's reasonable. I also think it's more likely that an NBC Universal or a Disney uh, or maybe even a Fox could come in and buy WWE before that could happen. But I also I don't think all these like talent getting cut is just – Hey, WWE's gonna, you know, go and be on the block, right? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, Lincoln Takeda says, So, what's the latest on day one matches? Now, we were talking earlier about uh, all the different COVID protocols. Have matches been affected? Currently, no match has been pulled from the card right now. Well, that we know of. That we know of. Nothing you know? publicly has been made yet. Yeah. But also, maybe they don't know yet. You know, like they're playing this literally up to the day of, right? Literally uh, up to day one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you still go to WWE.com. They still have a Fatal 4 with Lashley, Rollins, Owens, and uh, and Big E planned. They still have Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. Still have Edge versus Miz. And you still have Lesnar versus Reigns. That's your top four matches on the show. Uh, currently advertised as well as the Raw Tag Team Championship when RK Bro will defend against the Street Profits. Uh, and we will have uh, some a special performance by by uh, by Migos, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, so that'll be uh, Rabak Migos is is there. So 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this happens here and how this plays out. Uh, I did have a comment earlier. I wanted to get up and screen this Freestyle Friday. I want to get this up here. Someone saying that uh, Goldberg is a big figure in Atlanta, Georgia. Played for the Bulldogs, right? Could he appear on the show? That'd be interesting. I don't know if that's planned. Certainly isn't advertised. It isn't even reported, but that would be interesting here. Uh, Sean Morgan with a comment. Freestyle Friday jumping right in here. I think Liv Morgan wins her first championship tomorrow. Does Liv Morgan get to have her moment that fan, some fans want her to have? Does she take the belt off Becky Lynch? Yeah, I, I said right now it's not uh, it's not a given who's winning that match. I think it's 50-50 right now up in the air. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, what's going on here. Uh, other um, follow up on this mixed partial farts. I <laughs> love that yeah. name. Do you, do you guys honestly think the WWE will sell in 2022 or will they compete? I don't know what you mean by will they compete? Cause they already are competing. That, that's an odd add on there. I don't know. I really, really don't know uh, about that mixed. I really, really don't know. It's it's, I don't think all these things are being done to put WWE on the market. I just don't think that it's also worth noting. They have a lot of pending deals. You know, they have a lot of deals that are already in place that they have to honor with major media companies, with two major television networks, with, you know, outside deals that they're doing with Netflix and all these other things, merchandise, licensing, all that stuff. Some of it's still pending, you know, uh, and the fact that those are still going is a complete counteractivity to them being on the market. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't sign big deals. You'd have some, but you wouldn't sign new big deals or keep activating you know, current deals. If that was the case here. Uh, here we go. Uh, do y'all think, Kevin and Jeremy, to me, that AEW's Orange Cassidy reminds me so much of back in the day WWE's Eugene? Or does Cassidy remind y'all of Eugene? What do you think? This is an interesting question. I've never heard that comparison. I, I does not remind me of Eugene at all. Not at all. I, I think I, in the sense of his place, placement in that car where he's like a very comedic character who gets to have one up. Uh, he gets to he gets to one up other major characters in that sense. He's done that with Jericho. He's done some stuff recently with Adam Cole. Maybe lost, but he gets to hang with them. Even though, in the sense that you know, Bell to Bell, he's a fairly comedic character. That isn't a knock at him at all. That's a no. that's a compliment. To him. No, because he could actually put on a good match too, and people just didn't realize that if he had watched Orange Cassidy in the Indies before he came to AEW, you knew he you knew he could wrestle it. But everybody just knew, just saw him for the comedic stuff and didn't know anything else and didn't really do any research. There there really isn't a guy to compare him to, and that's why the fans love him. He's an original guy, mm -hmm. uh, and he's a great wrestler. So. You know, the and uh, you know, he had his, he's had his shot at towards the top of the card a few times at AEW and well deserved. But I think that's why uh, people love him is because there's not really anybody to compare him to. Rory with one, Kev, if you could make your current Mount Rushmore of wrestling, who would you pick and why? The top four guys in the business right now. Brian Danielson has to be on that list. He had a monster, monster year in 2021. Headline WrestleMania had the best WWE television matches this year and had one of the best uh, AEW television matches of the year. He is on it. He is kicking in the stone, carving his spot. Roman Reigns is there. He's so compelling. He's the Darth Vader professional wrestling for sure. Uh, I would also put Bianca Belair up on that mountain. Uh, I think Bianca's had a huge, huge year, even though it's kind of cooled off in the second half of the year after SummerSlam. Uh, I don't think you can't deny the special moment that she got to have at WrestleMania and why that was significant. Going from the Rumble, winning at Mania, something that uh, we've seen happen before, but I don't think it's ever really happened with a woman that way, and she was the first to really do that. I'm trying to think who my fourth could be. Jeremy, give it to me. To um. My currents, my currents, geez, I don't know. I'd have to really, that's a, that's a hard one to think about when you're talking about current. Uh, you, you always, 
know in the back of your mind who your your all time is, but the currents is a good question. Um, I would put a guy. Uh, I put AJ Styles in there because he's truly one of the best wrestlers of this generation. I would put Brian Danielson in there as well uh, for the exact same reasons. Uh, they are both uh, truly the best the best wrestlers of this generation. I think the best female wrestler of this generation. Uh, or at least currently is Sasha Banks. I would put her in there, uh, in as well. And uh, to round uh, to round things out, I would have to go with the the best bout machine, Kenny Omega, who uh, you know killed it has killed it in New Japan with his matches with Okada, and now with some legendary matches with Hangman Page and uh, Chris Jericho and others in AEW. I would put Omega in there with uh, with the uh, so I would go uh, AJ Danielson. Sasha and, and Omega. Okay. Different little bit of different spin, but that's all right. That's what makes life interesting, right? Uh, Stacy, with this question from early in the show, keep your questions going. We'll go here for another 10, 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think we'll ever get Rock versus Roman? I do. I do think we'll get the match. I don't know when. 39. Not, here's the thing. It may not be a WrestleMania match. It I may Hollywood. not be. What? I think Hollywood, WrestleMania. Yeah, I think most likely it's Hollywood. I mean, and yeah. Rock and Roman have gone on the record saying, yeah, it's a match I want. Rock said it's the match he wants. If he has one left before he feels his body isn't going to be able to do something like that. Uh, and Roman obviously wants it. And you have, they're in the same family. It writes itself. It's very, very special. How much Roman talks about his family, how much his family has played into who he is. Right. Uh, I think it, it plays up to a perfect match that almost, I don't want to say it writes itself, but the marquee of it is so spectacular, right? Yeah. It's, it's just, you have the biggest movie star in the world who has a deep connection to WWE and this big, big superstar in WWE now. And they're in the same family. And one of them says they're the top guy in the family. Come on, dude. It writes itself. Got it. You got to do it. It would be a huge, huge missed opportunity. And the same way that, like, we never got that Flair Hogan WrestleMania match that we were supposed to have in the 90s, right? That was something they, they tried it at house shows. They didn't like it. Both of the guys weren't happy with it, reportedly. And um, it didn't happen, right? Um, so this one... I think you're going to get it. Now, my thing is, with the, how busy The Rock is, maybe we don't get it at WrestleMania. That's yeah. my caveat to it, is maybe yeah. it isn't a WrestleMania match. Makes sense, yeah, possibly. With how actively busy <clears throat> he is with everything he's doing and then trying to get an open window with insurance uh, uh, if he's on a major production to do something like that. It's worth noting, you know, he's usually producing a lot of the movies he's in, but at the same time, he's got a lot of projects coming out in the next year, year and a half, that are already in the can. You know, he's got that DCU movie coming out where he's going to be a supervillain in it, right? If you want to make... Uh, comic book movie fans excited to see a comic book the crossover with wwe is just super parallel there are a lot of there are a lot of parallel lanes there and when the rock came back to wwe in 2012 and it was a big reintroduction of him to his base audience right and oh by the way i'm making kick-ass action movies with fast and the furious again yeah. you know so i mean it makes sense it makes sense if he's gonna go that route yeah it'll be interesting to uh to see how it plays out um maybe uh what james said uh just said oh actually he was talking about uh, something different there but hell maybe he shows up tomorrow wouldn't that be something <laughs> you want to talk about that major angle angle yeah want to talk about that angle maybe we're sneaking the rock in tomorrow night if the rock shows up tomorrow dude boom 
Uh, I, I, I'm all for it because I like the traffic <laughs> that we yeah. would get on the internet. Oh, boy. The internet uh, would explode. Uh, Victor, what about Lashley versus Brock since both actually want the match? Uh, you know, we've talked to Lashley this year at Sportsky. We've interviewed him, and he's gone on the record saying, yes, I want the match, but it's just a matter of whether you get Brock to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, now, Brock hasn't really gone on the record about it because Brock doesn't do interviews. <laughs> like So, so that, that's worth noting here. Um, it is a special match. If you get Brock and Roman away from each other, I just think this is the match you got to do. It, it, but I also think not everything has to be a WrestleMania match. No, that, it that, could. this could be SummerSlam this yeah. year. Because remember, Brock's a free agent. Brock can go to either brand. Yeah. So uh, there's no brand restriction setting them apart. So after, uh, you know, if, but at the same time, you know, it depends on if Lesnar wins the title too. You know, that, that might push out that calendar even further. But let's say Roman ultimately defeats Lesnar for the universal title and Lesnar does not win it. Then he could go to the other brand and start feuding with Lashley, possibly to set up a SummerSlam angle. Uh, Sean Garner wants to know about this big match with Adam Hangman Page and Brian Danielson. This will be on AEW Dynamite's debut on TBS, the mothership, the Superstation. Uh, they will be back on there. First time we've had wrestling on there in a long, long time. So yeah. we'll see how this plays out. Uh, obviously, all under the same Warner Media family, showing the double down of Warner Media on All Elite Wrestling, signing that extension at the beginning of 2021. Now, finally, being able to do uh, something with TBS as well, uh, and this is a big feature thing now. Uh, it's worth noting. I, I, I'm of the thought you're adding the element of the judges. They've already done an hour long time limit draw. So it's sort of a win win because you know it's going to be a good match. You know they're going to get a significant amount of time. Are they going to go an hour? So if they go an hour, then the judges come to play and they decide who wins the match. And technically, three people who aren't in the match would decide who wins the match without touching anyone. So that's sort of controversial. So it lays up some ability for controversy or a clean victory. Do these judges not play a role at all? And we get clean victory. Uh, so there's a lot of X factors that don't even have anything to do with who wins a match, but certainly influence it. Um, I, I think Hangman Page gets out of there with the belt somehow. Uh, and Brian Danielson's furious about it. Um, but, I, I, but it could change. It's, it's very hard to predict this one. Very, very. There's a lot of X factors here. If it goes to the judges, I think Danielson's going to win because there's going to be some shady dealings somewhere. If it does not go to the judges, I think Hangman wins. But if it goes to the judges, I just think there's something interesting going to be uh, something sneaky is going to happen where Brian has paid off somebody, I think, and he comes out the winner. That'd be very anti-Brian Danielson, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, but he's, a, he's a heel now, so... Yeah, it'd be very, very anti-Brian Danielson here. Charles Anthony with a big old question. This is gigantic here. Okay, let me read this novel of a question you've written, Charles. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Big question. What do you feel is your honest percentage of one day, the WWE, AEW, companies combining to have a draft like the NFL once a year, four rounds, live lotto numbers to decide the picks, numbers, semantics. <laughs> and and he continues this. And no matter who they get, the companies has on the wrestlers the next year's storylines. I don't, I don't, I don't in, think it's going to happen. In the words of uh, Dean Faber from Faber College, <laughs> zero point, point zero. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> I'm a zit. Uh, 
Get it? <laughs> that is a deep Animal House reference. Uh, Charles, this is a fun idea. This is something you can do on video games. This is something yeah. people are going to do. A, in the new... it's, what's, it's something people yeah. do on video games. There's a lot of people on uh, YouTube that have uh, created AEW stars, and they do uh, mix it in with WWE stars and have kind of a, a, a whole universe with that, with that going on on the, on the 2K games. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, drafts are a bigger thing. I don't I don't know if I need another WWE draft next year or maybe something like that. I don't know if we need a draft like right before Survivor Series and then you tell me I'm supposed to care about brand warfare and stuff like that. Yeah, like, that was a dumb placement to put the draft. Uh, I would I would put the draft like right after WrestleMania. Yeah, but then that's what they used to do. Yeah. So like do something else like, I don't know, shake it up a little bit. So I would hold off on the draft until 2023 and do it after WrestleMania then. But yeah, it's yeah, dumb. But you may dry out your matchups before then. With the because, way television, the way people consume yeah. stuff now, though, your matchups, your pairings would, yeah. would dry out really quickly then. But that's yeah. why you have a draft every year, though. But yeah, let's like that 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 whole Raw team was five SmackDown guys two weeks ago. You know that was that was kind of ridiculous. But uh, Ed Malinsky with a really great question: uh, Who do you guys see being the judges for Hangman and Danielson? <laughs> this is the big <laughs> AEW title match next Wednesday. We I was I was uh, very thankful for asking this, Ed, because I wanted to try and bring this up if we we're going to get into it. They have not advertised who these judges are going to be. We're just going to find out. I was going to say Eric Bischoff until Monday, but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Bischoff would be one of the judges. Oh, he's he not was... in the good graces of anyone in Jacksonville. Is that what you're well, saying? Maybe he was just on WWE television. It'd be kind of funny if he is now. Okay, why not? It'd be, it'd be wild if he showed yeah, up. Yeah. If he showed up and he was the judge of this thing, man. I mean, it's got to be somebody of of note, right? It has to be somebody of, of note in this situation. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know. I'm I'm at a I, I don't know at all. They have access to talent of of like talented legends that aren't wrestlers right now that they could do this with. Do you do it with somebody that's already on the active roster? Maybe a DDP. Maybe, DDP um, would be a good pick. DDP going to be on a, a a new episode of Bro Show, which you guys can watch right now on our Instagram channel. Go check that out. Him and Vince Russo, bro. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I I, I do think um here Ed is saying uh, he asked this question. He thinks it'll be Flair DDP. And Arn Anderson, you know, Arn Anderson would be a perfect guy to pick. He's already an agent. He's already on hand for you, right? People know they respect him, right? Earl Hebner, <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart, yeah, Bret Hart. If you have Bret Hart in there, if if you wanted Bret Hart to come and make this trip, then Bret Bret would be available. Bret would do it. You know, he doesn't have a legend. Imagine that. WWE. that. Imagine that. Uh, that uh, Brett, Brett Brett screws Hangman out of the belt. Brett screws Hangman and is <laughs> it becomes Danielson's new manager. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Uh, someone asking when is the Bro Show? New episodes of the Bro Show with DDP and Vince Russo yeah. from Sports Kita uh, debut on Thursdays on Instagram, and then a few days later we will put it on our YouTube, and you can watch it right now on our Instagram channel. So go check that out. Right there it is. Uh, certainly interesting here. Uh, Mr. James is Planto. Says Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. So Wrestle Kingdom is next week. Three nights. Japanese time. Three crazy nights. That's going to be a New Japan world. What do you think of the card here? I, I do not feel the stateside anticipation for Wrestle Kingdom this year. It's hard because uh, there is, uh, you know, not going to be the representation of wrestlers that used, to, you know, that you're used to seeing uh, with the restrictions and everything that's going on. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be some good matches, but just I don't think it, I think a lot of the 
the especially with AEW guys and uh, and other independent guys that just aren't going to be able to be there is kind of the kind of takes it down a little bit. But at the same time, uh, you know, you got you got Shingo against Okada. Can Okada come back to the top again? You know, that's going to be uh, a, a good match. That, that that's they're going to tear the house down with that. Um, Ishii against Evil for the open weight is that's going to be. They're going to beat the dog shit out of each other, basically. That'll be a fun one to watch. Um, uh, you know, but, you know, there, there's just not going to, there's not going to be the, 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 uh, some of the stars that we're used to seeing at Wrestle Kingdom, like Jericho and Omega. And, uh, you know, but hey, next year is, that's something to look forward to because you can maybe see Adam Cole come back in there, Brian Danielson wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. So, though you might not get it to, uh, this year, uh, you're going to get more of your standard New Japan guys, but next year, uh, you know, I, you know, that's going to be one to look forward. I to. I mean, if you're a diehard fan of of Japanese wrestling, oh. you're getting New Japan versus Null on one show. That's still pretty cool. Oh, no, no, yeah, and in the, the main this event, this card isn't a bad card. I'm just saying we don't feel the momentum to it that we that we normally would. Yeah, <laughs> and and the up and the uh, the possibility of getting Okada against Osprey for the title if if Okada wins night one. Whew. That, that's going 60 minutes and that's going to be insane um, uh david david chisholm saying uh do you all what's your favorite underrated match in wrestling well this year uh i saw the rankings that wwe did for their top 25 and there were some matches on there that i, I thought absolutely needed to be there um there were some matches that were on the list that i think is still underrated i still think Ileana dragunov and walter we saw that we covered that for nxt takeover was the best wwe match of the year it was absolutely they fantastic they gave it uh they gave it the number four slot it was not disrespected. The one I would throw on there was Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. This followed up WrestleMania. This was your backlash, WrestleMania backlash match. Uh, this had Brian leaving WWE, Brian Danielson. So that was kind of happening. And you had the big like Darth Vader Empire Strikes Back ending with Roman standing tall at the end of WrestleMania, right? So I think the match with Cesaro kind of gets overshadowed by the story but the match itself was absolutely phenomenal mm -hmm. it had everything you wanted out of roman right now with the good interference not like an unnerving interference uh with the usos with all these different elements it was in the thunderdome so i think it's a big reason why it's underrated right and cesaro was the cesaro the super wrestler machine who can go through all of this uh you know outside interference to a point where it breaks down and, and he can't take anymore mm. i absolutely loved it i thought it was a great great match i thought it was absolutely phenomenal that would be the underrated match i would think of. what do you got i got three i got three for you here uh, plus i would uh co-sign what you the one you gave as well i would mm. co-sign that um i'm gonna start with impact wrestling Ult return of ultimate x at slam anniversary okay. that match was everything ultimate x has been in the career of the x division and it'd been a while it had been a while since we saw ultimate x and those guys effing delivered that was a tremendous match um i would uh also say and this isn't as underrated but not really talked about much since it happened in march lights out match between thunder rosa and Britt baker yeah that was probably the best women's match of the year. That was just a complete, just, just tremendous storytelling uh, going about it. And I, I think, uh, you know, in the end, I think it's going to come back around to uh, Thunder Rosa will eventually take the title off of Britt Baker whenever that happens. Uh, and the final one I would give you is um, I would give you uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship, which may be disappearing or 
Uh, there's some rumors <laughs> saying it's going to be called the North American Cruiserweight Championship, and they're just unifying the titles. Uh, Kushida and Johnny Gargano uh, back at TakeOver Vengeance Day was a, another tremendous yeah, uh, totally. singles match that happened uh, at, at TakeOver. Victor following up here. He had another super chat. We missed it. I didn't mean to miss that, Victor. We have a lot of people ask his questions today. <clears throat> uh, since AEW is still testing weekly, WWE isn't. They are. So, so, uh, like link ringside report. Well, here's the thing is you got that report from ringside news. So that's there, your first your mistake. That's your first mistake. <laughs> that's your first mistake. Uh, and so that's your first mistake. WWE is testing. Their policy testing is different. They're testing people. Uh, if, if they feel they have symptoms and their testing is not mandatory. All right. Also, there is no, there's no confirmation that AEW is doing mandatory testing. They're testing. We don't know if it's mandatory or not. We don't know that. We simply just don't know that. So that's just something you've heard. Uh, you know, when we get this question a lot, especially the last few weeks, is do we see WWE returning to the Thunderdome sooner or than later? Um, no. Uh, I mean, if you would ask me a few weeks ago, maybe uh, I could see them changing things and doing shows in a performance center with a controlled audience that's tested and, and vaccinated. Uh, I would see that before Thunderdome. I would see something more akin to what you see NXT doing right now from Raw and SmackDown than that. Uh, and I think that could be their backup plan is, all right, we're going to do shows in front of 300 fans and they're all going to be tested and they're all going to be vaccinated. And there's no way to get into our show without it. Mm-hmm. And we could do that <clears throat> because we're doing it for 300 people in an isolated situation, not in an arena with all the insurance and all those different things. there. Too. Yeah, that'll be the likely scenario. I don't if, think the if you have to that. go to that. Now, yeah. mind you, that's just hypothetical. Mind you, maybe WWE says, hey, let's stay on the road as long as we can and see how this goes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, at, at least here locally and in some places, it's turning around. Hospitalizations are going down. Uh, the, the virus is still here, but hospitalizations are going down. That means people are vaccinated. So, you know, it, it we're, we'll get through it. Corey Robertson with an AEW question. Will you see Punk versus Moxie when Mox returns? Mm, yeah. um, it could be a great match. I mean, that's another thing with CM Punk joining AEW is <clears throat> the, we're now getting him and MJF, which is really, really cool. And I think they're going to have a big match at a pay-per-view or a, at least a big dynamite in the future. Uh, with Punk, he is their Lesnar now in the sense of like he's this big character from somewhere else that has big matches with people. Yeah. And it's been interesting to see that um, – he hasn't gone for the title, all right? He hasn't gone for a title. He alluded to it this week on Dynamite for the first mm-hmm. time. First yeah. time he's ever said he wanted a championship there, which is interesting. He's been there a long time now. Uh, and he's on television a lot, but he's cutting a lot of promos. So when you have him do matches, it should feel like a big deal. Uh, I think him and Moxley would be a big deal. They've done it once or twice in WWE with the Shield and different stuff like that, but never a full-blown feud. This would be a completely different uh, combination and pairing. Yeah, It would be a big match. Punk said in interviews there's unfinished business with him and Moxley, so it's going to happen down the line. And I think Moxley is close close to returning. Um, I know GCW has said they have got an announcement coming up about their championship, so I don't know if he's relinquishing it or he's going to be returning. So uh, he may be close to returning now. Um, this is an interesting comment from CRC who's always with the, thank you so much, Chris, Chris, I've seen you watch our shows five, six days a week all year long. And I want to say this to the people. I know it's the end of the year. I am so thankful that you guys watch what we do. I'm really, really am. I mean, think about how hard this year has been a year ago. I got laid off from my radio job. I didn't know what I was going to do. And, uh, now what I do is I watch and talk about wrestling with you. And somehow 
I'm paying my rent. <laughs> so so like, I'm very, very thankful of that, especially the people like CRC and everyone who's watching the show for the first time. You've been with us for 46 minutes. Are you having fun? Or do you have a warm spot in the old virtual couch that we got for you? Well, take a seat and stay with us here. We'll be live after day one tomorrow, by the way, too. So if you want to watch that pay-per-view, tweet along with it and join us after the show. That'd be great, too. Uh, CRC saying, uh, shoot, nobody can be mad at WWE for their policies because if you come off the COVID list and the NFL, you don't have to be tested again for three months? That's crazy, dude. I heard about that, and I thought that was – you think that WWE saying that they, they're doing testing based on whether or not you have symptoms and things like that or they feel they have to test you. Um, that – wow. <laughs> like, they, like that's crazy when you think of the NFL because they had like over 100 players test positive in the past week reportedly, right? Yeah, a lot. It's <laughs> fantasy football lineups heading into the championship this week are getting decimated, man. I'm in two finals, though, so hopefully my – my guys hold up. You and that fantasy football, man. I yeah. never got into it. I could never really care about the kicker for the Bengals to want to want to get into it here. Yeah, most leagues don't have kickers. So uh Lori saying, watch this show. Yes, yeah. Lori. Yes, Lori. That's what I'm talking about here. Watch this show here. Uh trying to get uh, more of your questions, as many new people on screen as I possibly can, because I want to try and get the new people in here as well. Uh oh, here we go. I like this question here. This is a good one. Uh, Nico Shanti. I hope I'm saying uh, Nico Nesquin Nanthi. There we go. I didn't want to see your name incorrectly. Uh, what is some of the funniest wrestling signs you've seen? What's a funny wrestling sign you've seen in the audience? Uh, who booked this crap is the is the original fun one. Uh, the the insert person from one wrestling promotion that's on television fears insert another person from a wrestling promotion that that isn't televised. The the uh, Bischoff fears Vince. Vince fears this. Vince fears so, ratings. Yeah, people brought that crap up again too. Uh, I do think sometimes people cross the line with signs, and I'm a comedian. I can tell you that. I'd I, rather I, be. I'd rather be in China. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> that was an attitude era sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> oh, man, that's so inappropriate. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, it, it qualifies. Uh, of course, if Cena wins, we riot. The classic uh, blank or we riot sign started with "If Cena wins, we riot" at, at one night stand against uh, RVD. There, mm -hmm. and there's been some good ones in the AEW crowd too. I can't remember off the top of my head just because you know you think about it and then uh, you move on. And uh, uh, so it, it is. Uh, anything with MJF is usually pretty funny out in the AEW crowds. Following up on this Thunderdome thing, Cindy saying, when do you see WWE going back to the Thunderdome due to COVID-19? I don't see them doing it right now. I really, really don't see them doing it right now. No. Uh, and following up on what I said earlier, if I if this is just hypothetical. No one's telling me this is happening. I would see WWE doing a controlled set type of situation like they've done before in the early days of the pandemic before they brought in the Thunderdome. I would see a completely vaccinated, completely tested audience that has to stay in a testing pool and all those different things. And it would be in a controlled set scenario if they had to do something like that. If we have another outbreak before WrestleMania, I can see something like that. But we'll, we'll yeah, you know what? Maybe things are better. I'm rooting for people. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for positivity. I'm not just signing off on the worst the worst thing here. Oh, here we go. I found the sign I was looking for. Oh, uh, no. This was back when I think that AEW came back to Long Island. Is this inappropriate? And, Can we put no. it up on screen? Uh, well, I don't have uh, it saved right now. Okay, all but, right. 
this is when AEW returned to Long Island and MJF's parents were in attendance and they brought the sign that says, we're MJF's parents and we think he sucks too. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a, a great one. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh... Oh, <laughs> if anybody's a fan of the angry video game nerd. Yeah, um... I'll love him. Love him. Love his stuff. There was this guy in the in the uh, along the aisleway one week at SmackDown recently and had some great video game signs. And I think King Woods posed next to him on one of them. And he had a great one if you're an angry video game nerd fan. Why did you let LGN make your games in the 90s? <laughs> you know, if you watch the angry video game nerd, you know how obviously he just hit episode uh episode 200. Good on him, dude. I think he's a great guy. I love his channel. Cinemassacre made some really, really great stuff. His video store rental reviews were awesome. I really enjoyed that series. Just great content. If you're if you're someone of over the age of 25 and you just want to yeah. watch fun, nostalgia-driven content that's yeah. nerdy, uh, that is the channel. It's it. amazing how he's come from just as a project as like a post-college guy, and it's all basic and stuff. And now you know, with the screen wave media and, and everything is produced so well. And that he did. So he did a three parter finishing his review of every LJN game that they made. <laughs> uh, one more sign uh, that I would uh, leave you with punk fierce hook. Hook's fun. I don't think hooks the hook young. is. I, I, I don't think hook is the Gen Z, uh, the Gen Z like God of wrestling that everyone's claiming he is, but maybe that's just me as a, what a dirty good start, 30 though. something millennial. Uh, and I'll leave you. I was looking through some more signs from this year. One more. This is when punk returned 2,766 days. Oh, that's that pretty sweet. The number of days that, uh, since punk was a, in a wrestling promotion. Dude, so. that, I, I was there. I was at the United center when that happened. Absolutely spastic reactions like like, like I, I i was it was it certainly felt very very special to be there for that that was a really really unique thing i've never seen something like that i've never seen a wrestler so connected to their hometown the way he is too uh and i, I maybe that's just me saying that as someone in albany park in chicago i think i think it's just yeah it, you know it, it's just it was such a, a tremendous moment and man i just i wish i was there because i would have loved to feel that pop just yes that. I can tell you it is something that still sits with me. Our final question today, Charles Anthony, who do you see as being used and uh, too much or underutilized? I know everyone, he's saying both companies. So you're just talking about two wrestling companies. Well, I'm going to bring up one that you wouldn't expect, and this isn't AEW or WWE. This is Impact. And I got to say, how have you dropped the ball with Rohit Raju? How have you let this guy go? Uh, from being the hottest talker, from being your guy who stirs the shit and and, and moves the needle and is uh, one of the biggest representations of an audience that you have a huge connection with in India. The, the Impact is a massive foothold media-wise in India in a way that I think people are underwriting and like not following it as much, right? And I think he would be able to be that guy if you wanted to go there and do a live event you would need him you would need him to to be there uh and you let this guy just not be the star he is underutilize him uh very notably it's like worth noting like how critical this guy was to their television mm. uh a year ago and change and now uh, i talked talk to some impact fans like oh yeah 
Like I was like, no. Imagine if imagine if we were talking about like uh, MJF like that in a year and a half. You'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you, right? Imagine yeah. if we were talking about something like uh like the way Otis, the way people feel about Otis. Like Otis is just getting back to where he was in twenty twenty one and twenty right in twenty twenty. Yeah, f- fell down. <laughs> WWE didn't utilize him, and he was way way over. Right, he was connecting with fans right before fans went away. I do think he's one of those guys that got hammered by not getting a fan reaction. You know. Uh, in, t- in front of fans, I think maybe he's getting back to that now as a heel, but that's worth noting. Um, I, I, I re- I'm just surprised. Hakeem Zane, Rohit Raju not being utilized by Impact to me is criminal. Like I was criminal. I was not a fan of his at first. I just didn't get him. But then, like as more and more I watched him, and I just became, I just became a big fan of his. As the more and more I saw of him. Uh, you know, I just, I definitely uh, a big fan of his, and he does tremendous work at, at Impact. I mean, if you're anybody, if you're WWE, if you're All Elite Wrestling, if you're NWA, if you're New Japan, and that guy's available, get him, get him now. You know what I mean? Get him now. Like this guy can really, really be the perfect heel for a Matt Cardona. I think he'd be a great. He also has experience. This isn't somebody who's like too old or too young. He's right there. He's like right where you would want a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can really do some special things and cut great promos to just get under someone's skin. And and it feels like a throwback, but doesn't feel like too much of a throwback. Um, get him. Just get him. I, I That would be my number one guy I would talk about. Is he, uh, is he is his contract done with Impact or is he still with Impact? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that question. And it would certainly be interesting to ask that question. Maybe I should have asked him that question last night at AAW, but I didn't. Yeah. My obvious answer is uh, Cesaro. I mean, uh, they're worth noting. He's under a deal for quite some time. Yeah. So he signed a deal last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just way too talented to not be at the top of the card consistently. Um, Hopefully he gets back there sometime next year. Obviously, you mentioned it yourself. Cesaro Roman Reigns is one of the most underrated matches of the year. Uh, Both Cesaro and Sheamus are consistently great performers that you don't see a bad match out of. So um, I would definitely say Cesaro is uh, underutilized. I don't really feel like anyone is overutilized. Like top of the card, Roman Reigns, I again, I feel like this has been the best storytelling WWE's done in over a decade. And so I don't feel like it's the Romans really being shoved down our throats. Does he's he so universally entertaining? And does he need to take see... eight minutes to get to the ring? No, <laughs> but outside of that, I, that's the only thing that bothers me is it takes 10 minutes to get to the damn ring. But um, no, uh, I don't really feel like anyone is over saturated which is a surprise because WWE has oversaturated people in the past. Mm-hmm. And right now I don't feel like anybody is, which is a kind of a, a good Testament to their booking. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a, you said something nice about them. Shit, <laughs> I've got 300 episodes of saying something nice. On my I know podcast. I'm, I'm busting your chops, Jerry. You know, I'll take the shot when I can. I take both sides equally. Uh, I uh, do, like, I, like I, I will say right now, Tony Khan put out a tweet that you shouldn't have. So what did you put up? What do you put up? Uh, there's an article that uh, just came out. Uh, 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 Big Swole talked about how there's a lack of diversity in uh, AEW. I think this was on her mo- debuting podcast or something. She, ju- she just wrapped up with all um, the wrestling. And uh, Tony She's Khan, not under contract with him anymore. So yeah, it's different. And Tony Khan. Well, 
And in Tony's defense, he uh, correctly answered the question of diversity. Like Jade Cargill's in the finals of the TBS championship. Mm-hmm. You, Nyla Rose has been a champion. Um, but then he said, I let, he let, he said, I let Swole's contract expire because I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. He said that in a tweet just now. Um, actually, about 20 minutes ago. He responded to the. He really said that, really. Yeah, he retweeted uh, Fightful's uh, tweet about uh, Fightful posted the story about Big Swole explaining how there's lack of diversity in structure, which led her to leaving AEW, and that, that, that contributed <clears throat> to your decision to get out of there. And Tony Khan said, "Well, the top two executives in AEW are brown, and Jade." And then he mentioned Jade, Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, Marquin have all won on television this month. But the um, the the the. The knife, the knifing part, the stabbing part. They said, is, I, let, I let her contract expire. I let her go because her, her wrestling was bad. That is too much. Like, I, I don't, I don't care. Like, that's too much, right? Even yeah. if you think that, you don't have to say that. Yeah, that was not a good statement. And what does that do for Swole wanting to wrestle anywhere else? Yeah. Hey, I'm an executive who spends all this money and runs this promotion and does all these different things. And I don't think your wrestling is good enough. Wow, that's that it. And Elsa, she left the company on good terms. She left them on very, very good terms, and said very nice things about them. Wow, I'm very surprised by that. Uh, Jeremy, I want to get to this though before we get off here and say thank you to everyone. I hope you guys have a great New Year's. Hope you do it safely. You know, hope you do it safely. If you're gonna go out, get tested over the weekend. How about that? You know, do do that. Be safe around your families. Do everything you can to have a good time and be safe about it. Uh, if you got some extra time, you're not watching day one. Check me out on AAW's Unstoppable. I got to do a lot of different segments on this show. I showed up in my nice suit and my nice shoes, and I had my beard combed, and I asked those wrestling men and women those important questions the fans need to know, Jeremy. I was backstage, mm-hmm. mean gene it up. Let me tell you something. Uh, but I'm not the attraction. I am simply a tool. I mean, talking device with a beard and a bald head. But I got to see one of the best matches I've seen this year. Lots of high regard for that match. I've seen uh, all I, over the If over you were a fan of just bell-to-bell kick-ass wrestling, and that's the thing you love about wrestling, and you love passionate performers, get this show. It is undeniably a great show. Chris is asking, how was Ruby Soho at AAW? Huge line for her for merch. Big attendance for her. But I thought she'd be the selling point for the show, right? Fans were there for everything that we had on this show. And we have some really, really great stuff. We had some curveballs thrown to us with COVID and stuff like that. We had some people pull out and test positive. Uh, kudos to AAW for doing testing on site, which I think is a smart way to handle this too. Uh, a considerate way to handle things. Great, great talent. The best i don't care i'm biased the best locker room in independent professional wrestling right now we have all of the best combinations we have all the greatest combinations of comedy and calamity uh we had someone almost getting stabbed with a with a pair of pliers last night and then we still had a hilarious great tag team champion in ace perry and hammerstone ace perry and hammerstone are our tag team champions you're uh your mlw world champion right there yeah so i mean you, you get some you get some really great talent on the show ruby soho 
was absolutely fantastic against Josh Alexander, an instant classic, an absolute instant classic. Silas Young, who was wrestling on the show, said that that was a, a phenomenal show and was not a show just based on an intergender thing. You want to talk about intergender matches? This is the best intergender match. Yeah. This is the best one. I know, I know that's a hot thing that people bring up in independent wrestling right now. This is the bar. It's been set right now. All right. It's been set and you need to see this match. Go watch it. It is as good as anything you've seen in the Tokyo Dome, as good as anything you've seen in WrestleMania. This isn't just an end, a great indie wrestling match. This is a spectacular pro wrestling performance. Go get it. It is available. Uh, unlimited replays for that as well on fight.tv. Uh, and you can go get that right now on fight.tv. It'll be up a little while as well on AAW On Demand. I am on the show. I am biased. I don't care. Go check out the show. That's how great it was. I think you really, really need to see it. Jeremy, tell them about the the return of Lost to the Midcard. Yeah, Lost to Midcard, uh, my podcast is going to be back after a couple of months off. Uh, we will make our return next week. Uh, it's either going to be uh, it's going to be Thursday. We will either uh, drop a podcast on Thursday with uh, the video version on YouTube, or we might go live Thursday. We might switch to Thursdays to record as well. But we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. But follow me on the Twitter at JB Huskers, and um, we will be uh, go ahead and search on your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, for Lost in the Midcard, make sure you select the new feed there to get the updated feed. And uh, then we're on the YouTube as well. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. And uh, we're going to be back after two months off. We'll be back next week to talk day one and everything else that's going on. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, I want I want to wish you guys all a happy new year. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel. Uh, getting us to 24,000 uh, was, was absolutely fantastic. To get us to that on YouTube is great. If you watch on Facebook, Go watch us on YouTube. It helps us out a little bit more in terms of algorithmic things and things we want to do with like merchandise and contesting and collaborating with other people. If you know wrestling creators who make wrestling media stuff, send them our way. I want to do cool stuff with them. We want to do some fun things through the Royal Rumble. Uh, join us live after day one. We will be live on Facebook and YouTube and available in your podcast feeds as well. Thank you guys. We're top 100 podcasts right now on Apple. Top 100 wrestling podcasts on Apple in the United States. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Remember when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what, Jeremy of Nebraska, if I ask you? It is to enjoy wrestling. Rest in peace, Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to them. Let me talk to you. Watch out, watch out, watch out.